0: and now an etsy holiday gifting mission today's episode operation handcrafted and affordable here's the situation it's the holidays which means you're on a mission to find handcrafted affordable gifts you want items that will brighten the spirits of everyone on your list but won't blow your budget sure it sounds impossible but there's no need to make shopping for gifts feel like it has the suspense and high stakes of a heart-pumping action franchise it's time to simplify your gifting experience with etsy Whether you're searching for handmade home pieces like serveware, cutting boards, and throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or personalized items like necklaces, handbags, and seasonal jackets for your most stylish friends and family, Etsy has it. Get handmade items for all budgets and any gifting mission. New to Etsy? Use the code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December thirty first, 2023. See terms at etsy.com slash terms. Shop etsy.com.
2: Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline.
1: This is Thursday bloody happy
2: hour. Oh, good. Because I'm thirsty and I want to hear about some blood. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Um, Caroline. Yes. April? Who's the listener that bought us some whiskey? Y'all. We got some whiskey from listener Nancy and, oh wait, no, that was not her name. Her name was Grace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, here's, she sees Grace and thinks, na- Nancy, sorry, Grace. Thank you, listener Grace. You are not Nancy, but thank you for our Venmo so we can buy us some whiskey.
2: Yeah, and if you want to buy us some whiskey or some vodka or some beverages while we're, you know, up here... Blood, sweat, and tears just pouring out. We're just doing all this research, you know. We would love to take your money <laughs> for our drinks, but for real, it you makes really the can. Stories much better. Yeah, it does. Um, you can Venmo us at Bloody Happy Hour or Cash App at Cash App Bloody Happy Hour. Hash whatever that dollar sign Bloody dollar Happy Style. Hour. Um, but yeah, it's it's very tasty, and we are loving it.
1: We're also drinking on some Hunter Biden Left over from our quickie yep, episode Yep,
2: yep, some so, Hunter Biden White Claw White Claw. Yep, sponsored, um, brought to you by Hunter Biden Brought himself. to you by Hunter Biden He probably did bring it Himself um, Oh um, Yes did to do this? Oh yeah uh, Did you hear real quick about Scott Peterson He is not getting a new trial well,
1: that's, that's great Because I feel like if he did He'd have a chance of getting out I'm like,
2: why even bring up... All, I don't know. I don't know why What? Why he didn't, why he would have, I guess because of the juror situation, but uh, for the family, I'm glad that it's not Good happening. news, yeah. For myself, I would have preferred it to happen just for my own um, greedy purposes of wanting to watch a trial. But then watch, it probably wouldn't have been televised and I would have been pissed. Yeah. So anyway... I'm glad he can just go back in jail and even though he's so good looking. Who's our sponsor for this episode? (coughs) I think that's Manscaped.
1: Hello, Manscaped. Guys, you already know what they have. You already know what they're about. You know that this new package is the Platinum 4.0, right? And it comes with everything that the other package came with. The Weed Whacker. That is the nose and ear hair trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. This one has a little LED 4K light on there, plus all your ball deodorant, right, that the other package has. But this one, you get some premium body wash, ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner, and ultra premium deodorants. You will never smell better. Don't forget the brand new body buffer so you can get rid of that shitty loofah.
2: Oh, the worst. And let me tell you, even though the holidays are over, or well, Christmas is past, New Year's is coming up. Is Hanukkah still going on? It lasts I, for a long time. I don't even know. I'm not real sure Hanukkah works. I don't know. Is that with the candles? And then? Like you light your candles on the, uh, for, not a yeah. fedora, that's like a hat, but um, that thing. Fedora. Light the menorah. We Hanukkah. your harmonica. I will sing. Okay, but my point is, New Year's coming up, and you know. Valentine's Day. Well, yes, but, like, if you're trying to get fresh and freaky on New Year's, you're going to need to go ahead and purchase this Manscaped. Go ahead. Go and do it. Or just be prepared for the new year for the Super Bowl is coming up then soon. My birthday is coming up then soon after that. So just clean up for me. I don't know.
1: Send her a picture.
2: Okay. Love it. And then you just go to manscaped.com, code BHH, get 20% off. And free shipping. And free shipping. Worldwide.
1: Worldwide. Okay. I'm so excited about this episode. But Caroline, I need your full attention. We're keeping it in Waco.
2: You know what else we're keeping in Waco? This winter, wintry mix that's happening right now. It's seven degrees. But go ahead. Um, I'm gonna try not to interrupt. Is there a wintry mix, or is well, it just it's, wind? It's wind. Okay. Which is? But it's dry. According to us, we can't do that. This is this. This means you stay home and you oh. don't go anywhere because it's too cold. Well, we, can't, we can't function.
1: We're recording on the coldest day thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, but Caroline just made them turn the heat down to 65, so obviously it's not too cold. Well, it is it is getting a little
2: cool in here. <laughs> but it's better than suffocating in the heat. Oh, Caroline, have you
1: ever heard of a boy band group out of Waco called High Five?
2: Only from what you've told me before. But otherwise, no, I've not. So Can ashamed. you play me a little bit of their stuff?
1: We, You will actually get... um some taste of some of the songs that went platinum. Mm-hmm. Like Platinum Records, number one from the charts. These boys were from Waco. And most people from Waco, this might have been before you were kidnapped and brought to Waco. That might be why you don't know about them. But True. um if you listened to any type of hip hop or R and B in the nineties, then you knew something about some High Five. Okay. I did. So crazy. <clears throat> I, I was really surprised that you actually. OK, did but it. who
2: were they like up there with, like Casey and JoJo? were like, what? They recorded
1: a song with R. Kelly. Oh <laughs> okay,
2: Well, there you have it, folks. They were like,
1: new it. edition. They were out with all of them.
2: Did they win a Grammy? Did they win an MTV Gold like popcorn man? They did it all, did they? Yes, they did.
1: They were on the Arsenal Hall. They were on Soul Train. They would Platinum Records. They signed with Puff Daddy like they were Bad Boy Records. Mm, Yeah, it's your fault. No, you can't blame them.
2: I'm I'm really (laughs) interested to see what happens with these people because what is going on?
1: Okay, so Caroline's lost, but I am sure that many of you out there know who High Five is. And if you don't, you will know after this. Now, this is a group that brought so much um, excitement to Waco because we were really proud that these young boys out of Waco were legit, like right there at the top of the charts. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about High Five and their career and kind of how that peaked But then, how it ended in so much tragedy, so much tragedy. So, let's introduce some of the members. The first member, and he would be like the head member, so he would, or like the main guy, he was like Michael Jackson of the Jackson Five, Mm -hmm. right? His name was Tony Thompson. He was known as Little Tony from Waco. He was known as a childhood prodigy, so he would perform at like churches, at different, um, at different, like, talent shows. People would pay him to sing and perform. He just had dance moves and had the voice. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, Well, there were some producers out there that were looking to start a boy band, but they wanted a certain type of group, and they didn't want the group to sound, like, kiddie-ish. Like, Jackson 5 sound like a bunch of little kids singing. They had great voices, but they sound little kids. They wanted them to sound more mature. So... They found Tony Thompson just, like, by accident, okay? This is yeah. crazy how this is ha- how this happens. So this producer is like, um, do you want to – do you have any friends that sing like you? Because they were just so surprised by Tony Thompson. And he was like, yeah, I got a friend named Toriano Easley. Now, Toriano is the only one that didn't live in Waco at the time. He was from Oklahoma. So they called up Caroline Toriano – and the producer was like, Hey, won't you sing something for me? Like that was his audition over the phone. Oh, yeah. He sang Gerald that. Levert, clean um, like killed it, and they were like, Okay, he we have two members of this band. Oh, no. Who else do you know? So Tony Thompson called his friend Russell Neal from Waco. They were at Waco High at the time. He was athlete. Local dancer. He was known. For, he was singing well, but he was known for his dance moves. So he had choreography. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that. we have three so far. Then they called Roderick Clark. He was known as Pooh. And then Marcus Sanders. All four, except for Toriano, were from Waco. And when this is all happening, like they got, they got a record deal just like that. Just like by a phone call and like friends saying, hey, come over here, come over here, come over here. Right. Wow. And they're 15, 16 years old. So they haven't finished high school. They're like in their prime in high school. And they're originally going to call their band The Playmates. <coughs> but mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner was like, nope. no. <laughs> Can't nope. do it. So they came up with High Five. Okay. So, that's close. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty similar. They said they loved giving high fives. Okay. Were they? I, th- I think later on it turns up sure. to a different type of high five. Oh. <laughs> yes. So their first song came out um, in 1990 and it hit the charts and it was called Just Can't Handle It and it went platinum. We do not own copyrights.
2: She was so oh, yeah, Yo,
0: T, you hear this man? What is he talking just about? Can't it. This girl got on a out again. <laughs> just, just can't it.
1: Okay. Just can't handle it. Wow. Way back Thursday right now. For me, that song brings back a whole lot of memories. So they were also soundtracked of a bunch of 90s popular movies like Sister Acts. And Menace to Society. They started performing on Soul Train. And what I thought was amazing by them, about them is that if you go Google their videos right now, their videos were all shot here in Waco, Texas. Like, even after being big, they would come back and shoot their videos in Waco, Texas. So, they're on the suspension bridge. They're at the Elite Cafe parking lot. So, you see the old Elite oh, Cafe in the background. So they are on the Riverwalk. And you see, like, the ducks in the river in the background, like, right there by Indian Springs Park. What? Yeah. Or at Waco High, like, in the front of their <coughs> high school. Kind of cool.
2: Hearing that song, like, songs like that reminds me of just, like, Parachute Pants and, like, uh, did they have, like, Boxes. Shit? The hair. Uh-huh.
1: What, the lines? They've, they they ha- It's like MC Hammer era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, um, oh, my gosh. Like MTV, whenever there's actually music on, yeah. on yes.
1: MTV. MTV, BT, like all the, when they just showed nothing. Even VH1, when yeah, they showed when they nothing but videos. Yeah, when they actually played
2: music. Uh-huh. I don't even think, I don't even know what they play on those channels. Now. I think they just play Teen Teen Mom and Catfish. <laughs> catfish, <laughs> that's all they play.
1: So, they were pretty big time, and they're about to sign with RCA Records, and they were on their way to the top, right? Yeah. First tragedy hits pretty quick. Oh, no. They had only had their had their first single out, and Toriano easily um, went home. They were on a break, and he went home to Oklahoma for a visit. And, you know, there's a lot of jealousy when you go back in town because he just, like, accidentally got a phone call and yeah, is now popular. Famous. So somebody was trying to rob him and fight him, and he had a gun. Well, he was going to fight. This is Toriano's story. I watched a um, documentary called Unsung. Toriano's story is that this guy wanted to fight him, so he took his gun and he was going to give it over here to his friends so that they can actually fight, which is what kids are scared to do these days. They'd rather shoot, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the guy like bum-rushed him and knocked him down on the ground and got on top of him and his gun accidentally went off and shut this, shot this guy in the stomach and the guy died. So, whether that was the story, the real thing or not the real thing either way, at his murder. So he gets arrested. He's charged with first-degree murder. What? But what I think is people on the scene also didn't think that it was intentional. So he was only charged with manslaughter, and he got 10 years in prison. Only did six and a half. He's out now. What's so crazy about this is I typed his name one time on my Google Doc, and guess who's in my people you may know? Toriano Easley. (laughs) Because it's Waco. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, now, the team, or like the group, they had to move on, so they had to replace him. So, they're going out, and the producers, and they're like basically having tryouts. And they find a guy named (coughs) Tristan Irby. He grew up in the Bronx. He joined them. And they hit it off really good. He was more of a bass type voice. Mm -hmm. And they came out with a song called the kissing game. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> let me let it-
1: Longest awesome.
2: Okay. Okay, this reminds me of Keith Sweat.
1: It is in that era. Yeah, it's all the oh, same. Oh, I want to listen to Keith Sweat. How do you Sweat know all about night. all them and not I, know about this? It's I've crazy. Literally. I need you to study.
2: Never them. heard of them and never heard their songs, but I can tell you all about Keith Sweat. Yeah. Did you watch. No. I'm not even going to ask it. (laughs) Don't ask me.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Trustin fit into the group really, really good. This song was number one, and they killed it, right? So they're even more popular. Uh Um, Then they came out with I Can't Wait Another Minute, the third single, number one on the charts. And did you ever watch the story about TLC? About the band group TLC, the group yeah. TLC, uh,
2: how w- like there's a lifetime, lifetime movie that
1: came out about them, and like they were killing it, right? Like they were so popular, but they made no money. Like their producers and whoever was just taking advantage of kids and their talent, but not paying them. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to um Ice Cube's group. Uh,
2: I just that's so crazy how that happens. Yeah, they just so it. like
1: them. Yeah, what the hell is Ice Cube? group is. It's a movie about it. I can't even think of it. I'm not. I lost my block card. Um, <laughs> So same thing was happening to them. Like They were traveling, staying in hotels, and eating what they wanted, making number one albums go platinum, signing with RCA Records, but their bank account was like nothing. One of them on the documentary was just saying how his friend that worked at Foot Locker had more, more money than he had as a national hip-hop artists. So, happens a lot. Okay. S- another crisis comes up, and they're traveling, like, on a tour. They're in Florida, and they're driving. Now, remember, they're, like, zero years old, so they always have to have a chaperone adult with them uh-huh. to drive them around to make sure they're not doing anything different. They're driving in Florida, and they have a wreck. And the car is totaled, but everybody's okay, or at least they think everybody's oh, okay. No. The woman who's telling the story, and she works for the record label, she tells them all to get out, and everybody could get out, but poo, he's um, Roderick mm-hmm. Taylor. He could not feel his legs. Oh, shit. He's, he was alert, but he couldn't feel anything, so he couldn't move. And he Pooh ended up getting paralyzed, <gasps> never able to walk again. Oh, and poo. now their f- high five only has four. This was devastating to the group, as you can probably guess, right? Yeah, he could still sing. Um, Yeah, yeah but he does. Like, it's mm, so much dealing with it psychologically, I think. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> they stayed with them for a couple weeks. They didn't perform anywhere for a while. They finally went on the Arsenio Hall show, and this is their first time showing their face, and they kind of told the story of Pooh oh and performed God. for the first time, right? Then um, this is when they met R. Kelly, and... Oh. R. Kelly In was loving on them. <laughs> In what? In his closet. In his closet. And R. Kelly wrote and produced a song I for want them. you to piss on me.
2: This song is called Quality
1: Time. Quality Time. So, Quality Time, that went to number three, and it was their second gold album. So do you see, like,
2: I feel like they're Waco's able to make like it. cheering, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel or like they made, made it. it. I guess they did make it. They've I just made it everywhere
1: else, but their bank account, I guess. I but said, yeah. now that they're with RCA Records and R. Kelly's kind of in their life too, they get a big signing bonus. Okay, and it's a sixty thousand dollar a piece signing bonus. Okay, that's a big deal to me now, especially a big deal to them. Oh, when you're that back then, yeah. But one kid, Russell. hasn't toured with them for a little bit because Russell's been pissed that he hadn't got paid. Okay. Okay, So Russell Russell. wasn't there when they had the wreck. He was going to quit, but he decided to come back. And they said, Russell, you hadn't been here for a little bit. You're only going to get 30,000 of your 60,000. I mean, so Russell was like, like, no. Screw you. I'm done. You can have your 30,000 and you can have this group. I'm done. So now. High five is high three. Oopsie. Yep. And you can't just like change your name like that.
2: No, you got to get two more.
1: So they have to replace him, Russell, and they have to replace Pooh, who's paralyzed. Do they, st- who is the main one again? Tony. Uh, he's
2: still okay. He's still there. He so not, you still got he Michael Jackson. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't get paralyzed and he did not get paralyzed. Not yet. His so money.
1: it's really just little Tony and Marcus Sanders, who were the Waco natives. Um, so they, and now they're replaced, now they're getting two more. So now you got a new team basically, and they don't do as well as the
2: originals. That's why I never heard of them. It's really hard. (laughs) It's really
1: hard. They did come out with, you know, some more songs, but they just didn't do as well. And they blamed it on the label. So they quit the label, went to another label. And this is when um, they signed with Puff Daddy and Bad Boy Records. Okay. So they were like, yeah, this is the Hell top. Hell yes. I would think. Well, they only wanted Tony, Little Tony. Oh, okay. Well, bye. Yeah. So for the group, they are like, no.
2: Okay, no. hi <laughs> bye. But Gone.
1: Tony produced a record, and it didn't go anywhere. It didn't even make the top 40. Oh, and wow. also, Tony. when his band went bye bye, this happens all the time, right? How do we have mm. Nick Lachey? How do we have Justin Timberlake? Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes they just break up, and their main person is continues on. Beyonce, yeah. Well, people outside didn't realize that Tony had a drug addiction problem. Oops. So they could never really go and party, but because he found he a way to party. High. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they couldn't go party because they were too young, but they found a way to party on their own. And oh, so the group they admitted they all dabbled in drugs. Tony took it to another level. And Tony just didn't, like, do weed, Caroline. Uh, let me guess.
2: Cocaine. Didn't just do cocaine. Uh, I would say, I don't know which one, if heroin or meth are, like, the high uh, awake, which one are which one of those is like makes you stay awake and like hyper? He would I thought Coke. inhale freon. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> that what is you weren't gonna
1: freon. Freon is what we put in our air conditioned units oh, to make it cold. You put it in your car. You put it in your air conditioned oh, units yeah. outside. So how do you inhale freon? Oh, okay, I don't. I, it's done. Like it gets done. And he did do crap I mean, he did do uh, the other things too. But what he did the most was freon. Was freon. Yes.
2: So, so, but you can go buy Freon like at the store, right? Yeah,
1: I think so. But I think it's really expensive. So they usually um, like <clears throat> get it from air conditioned units.
2: I guess you need a would certain be like- tool to
1: open up a Freon bottle. Oh. So, but they get it out of air conditioned units. And then you could also get the copper wire out of air conditioned units and you can go and take that to Lipschitz and make a lot of money. Oh, shit. I know. Okay. I'd be a good crackhead. Or
2: just drink mouthwash. It's fine.
1: Yeah. So, Tony also, like, could never get over that he, that their career was over, okay? So, he would constantly try to make it. He never really got a job. And it was kind of sad hearing that Tony was back in Waco and he lived in the projects. Like, this guy I used to watch on TV was living in the projects and he had a drug problem. He tried one more time to rebuild High Five with just him and four other random people. They put out an album, and the album was not allowed to sell. He didn't make any money off of it because the other four members got to sue him because they're the original High Five. So on June 1st, 2007, Tony Thompson was found dead by the air conditioning unit of his apartment complex. You guys would know this as the Trenwood Apartments right off Herring. Um, in Yay. the hood he was 31 years old he died from inhaling toxic amounts of freon hey.
0: and now a word from our sponsors
2: hi this is Sarah and I'm Carter and this is some of our thoughts We're two southern sommeliers and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl,
1: grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show and let's have some fun.
2: <laughs> so, check us out on rogemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about. a lot. 911, <laughs> what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean? Could it be?
1: Methadone, if you've ever watched Intervention, is what they give hardcore drug addicts to kind of take the edge off. So instead of doing meth or cocaine or or meth or crack or heroin, you take methadone and you don't need it as much. And So they slowly wing them off of
2: methadone. I was watching this case on, uh, there was this trial that I was watching, and it was the guy out of... uh, he was a border patrol agent and he actually murdered like four prostitutes and then one survived and she was testifying and they asked if she was on anything and I'm pretty sure she said she was on methadone but it wasn't like because she was she wasn't on any drugs, she was on that in order to not have um like withdrawals or, something, or like like yeah. to calm her, keep her calm or like just so that's the that's same. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. They they give people that so they don't withdraw as bad and want to go to the real stuff. So he what? Takes the uh, edge so it's off. like
2: he was almost trying it's to stop taking something because he was on it. Like he was trying to wean himself off of it. Maybe? So
1: some people, that's the reason. Or do you? Some wean, people wean don't have
2: off the Freon. Was
1: it? I some people get, go get that because there's free methadone clinics here downtown Waco everywhere. Right. There, um, some people go get that because they don't have money for the drug that they want. And so it's a good substitute. So it could be two reasons that he was trying to wean himself off and quit because he wanted to sing again. Or he could have been that bad off to where he needed a high and that's all he had. Oh, so he had that high, in his system. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. It's a drug. It's just not as bad and addictive as a drug, and it's mm. it's like you're way off of. Yeah, yeah. It's like going from cocaine to weed, and then weed to I don't know vape or cigarette, and then you get off. I don't know. I don't know how to be a drug how how to be a drug addict.
2: Oh, let me call Dirty Shad real quick.
1: So, their tragedy hits again. High Five was never really High Five again. It's actually still a group, and they perform. But they perform only the original songs and they travel kind of like new kids on the block will still like travel yeah. and do stuff. okay. Now let's go to some of these members and let's get to the, I know you're like, where's the murder part? Where's the murder part? Well, we've had two deaths, but here's where it gets crazy. Russell, who's the one that quit the group because he didn't get a 60,000, right? Mm-hmm, he only got mm-hmm. 30, when he quit, he impulsively quit and he didn't have another plan. So he's back in Waco, didn't have shit else to do. He couldn't keep a job. He was not living his best life at all.
2: Nope.
1: And I really don't even know if they graduated high school because this is during their- Yeah,
2: they were like 15. Why, do I, stuff, need, so. yeah, why
1: do I need school when I, you know, I'm selling records, right? Wow. He looked up and he met a beautiful girl named Catherine Martinez. Right? Okay. I need you to see this beautiful girl. Um, she was from Houston- She was a bodybuilder, and she was a fitness trainer. She, um, they were together for a while, and they had two kids together. She made money off of her body. Fitness model, bodybuilder. She was going in to be a um, professional boxer and a trainer, okay? Now, by the time they met and really got together and started their, their life together, it was about 20 years later. And even though he was washed up and dried out, mm-hmm. she was still kind of starstruck, right? So it would be like right now if I saw MC Hammer, he's washed up, dried out, but I was such a big fan back in mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Or Jordan from New Kids on the Block, right? I would I like Johnny still Dad. be starstruck. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Still be starstruck. So she was starstruck, they dated. She actually thought she was privileged for dating him. But he was a deadbeat. He was a dirty chad. Mm. She was a trainer, she was the um she was the breadwinner. Mm. He couldn't keep a job. Mm. They had two kids. Mm. He wouldn't even watch the kids mm. unless she paid him $40 for oh, watching his own no, kids. No,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. no, no, no sounds no. like a winner. And, like many,
1: family did not like him from the jump. They saw red flags that when you're in the relationship, you don't always see, right? No.
2: You see every red flag? <coughs> How do you not see all these red flags, you idiot?
1: Their eyes were, they said that his eyes were empty, um, that he was sorry, and then, like, he couldn't keep a job, and then
2: eventually, like a purple it's
1: she started showing up at the house wearing makeup to cover bruises.
2: Oh, cover bruises. Did she have Amica cream?
1: What is that?
2: Oh, that's what Amber Heard used. Uh, <laughs> but, to make- but her attorney said... She was so dumb. A bruise, bruise kit or something? Yes, but no, like if there's, there is bruise cream. So like when I get Botox, if I have like a bruise, I'll put this like stuff on or I get bad bruises, so I'll rub it on. But this lady, the attorney was Elaine was calling it Amica cream. And it's called Arnica. Oh. So she was reading the words like the R and the N was together. Kind of, <laughs> so then it was this big joke about Amica cream, but it's like Arnica gel and Arnica. Uh, yeah. Oh.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyway, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. She oh. still finds her ways into every episode, don't yeah. she?
2: I should. I. I, sh- <laughs> I don't know how I didn't update y'all in the quickie about her, but we will. She's dropped the appeal. Okay. Bye.
1: Um. Okay. So now she's getting bruised up. He's obviously being, uh, she's obviously being beat. Russell is meaner than anybody ever could imagine. So she decides she's going to leave him and she tells him. So he has to get out, right? And then she signs a big like fitness model deal. So he gets out of her life and she's about to blow up. Yeah, blow up. So, he's pissed double time. All I know, all we know is that on July 1st, 2016, Russell walked into the Houston Police Department. I'll tell you what happens after this break. So, June 28th, 2016, she visits her mom's house. Sisters are there, and this would be the last time they saw her. On July 1st, 2016, Russell Neal walks into the Houston Police Department. He tells the police that him and his girlfriend, Catherine, got into a fight, and she may need medical attention. Uh-oh. Like, he walks into the police department. He doesn't call 911, right? So, the police should go to the apartment. When they find her, the two kids are there. She was beaten and she, with a Blunt object and stabbed multiple times with a sharp object. I'm only saying sharp objects because they have still not had the trial for this case, and I'll tell you why. So they're leaving some things like that secretive for the trial, I guess. It was a very vicious and bloody, bloody crime scene. He killed her when there, not just her kids, but like their two little kids were there. One of the boys. Was had nightmares for years afterwards and when the police talked to them, he said that dad hurt mom and dad had blood on his shoes but he said it was ketchup. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Her mom had to go to the morgue and identify her body but it was unrecognizable and you saw how pretty she was. We'll post a picture of Catherine. Um, she could only recognize her teeth and that's because she's had perf, perf, perfect teeth. She would keep them very white. They were perfect. Um, and so she was like, she had a mouth that you would notice. And so that's how she recognized her daughter. Also the autopsis reported that she had been dead for two days. So Russell killed her actually on that July 28th and sorry, June 28th and was in the house with her for two days with those kids, and didn't report it until July 1st. What? Yes. Former High Five member. Oh, no.
2: So. Get a good name for Waco.
1: It's going to get better. It's the bill. It's going to get better. So Russell, after he said that they got in the fight or whatever, he lawyered up, and he didn't say anything else. Mm -hmm. And he was charged with first-degree murder, I don't know why I could say that, murder, Murder. (laughs) and was out on $100,000 bond and somehow like paid for it and got out. CPS, I don't know where they get this from, but they granted Russell's mom custody of the kids. So he's the killer and his mom gets the kids, which made Catherine's family crazy. Now, the only thing I can think of is a lot of times when things like this happen, the first family members on the scene, that if they pass, they basically get the kids until there's further investigation done. Mm-hmm. Well, um, CPS soon found out that Russell's mom was letting Russell come over and visit the kids and babysit the kids. And so they took the kids and they ended up with Catherine's family, which oh, is where they oh, should be. okay, good. Yes. Good, good, good. So it's two months after the murder and Russell... Bond gets revoked and he has to go back to jail, and when he is there, Russell alerts authorities, and his lawyer, and everybody that would want to hear that he is no longer Russell Neal, is officially Jesus Christ.
2: Oh no,
1: <laughs> the Freon, the Freon got to him. He did. He won the Freon doer. The Freon kid died.
2: Oh no, that
1: was little Tony. Yeah. So, but. Okay, third time this has happened to somebody in Waco. So remember the Carlton Dodson case. Oh, yes. Patrick Dennis, he yes, he said he was Jesus. Oh. No. And then, of course, David Carish thought he was oh, well, Jesus. Yeah, right. He was. So, and then now Russell Neal. So, because he said that he's signing his name that he is stuck to him being Jesus Christ, he has been committed to the Rusk State Hospital and has been declared incompetent to stand trial.
2: Okay. I
1: know. His prosecutors have refused to drop the charges, though. They're just waiting for him to be competent because they want to try this case, and they want to give Catherine justice. But they're waiting on him to get well, quote-unquote.
2: Okay, if he's not, how it's been how many years? This happened in
1: twenty. What I say, fourteen or sixteen? Twenty sixteen, but was it fourteen? Well, it was. I said twenty sixteen. Oh, it happened okay, in twenty so almost ten years. Twenty fourteen. It was reached. The lay reviewed it in twenty seventeen. Okay, he's still Jesus Christ, so he's still in the Russ State Hospital. Oh.
2: And when they showed
1: him, he looked good. It looked like he's like got a great gym in there. Like he's like. Buffing it up. He's probably living his best life. (coughs) Family's pissed, as anybody would be, right? When they were investigating Russell's life, they dug deeper, and they found out that his brother, Ronald, who was not a part of High Five, but was very close with High Five. He would sometimes travel with them. He'd go to their events with them. He was a brother of Russell. He committed the same crime. In 2007. So let me tell you about Ronald really quick. So Ronald. Married a girl named Stovani in Arlington, Texas. Quickly after the um, wedding, he became abusive. And parents, too, saw red flags at the beginning. Tried to get her to not marry him. She still did because she was in love. And. What happened was Ronald wasn't abusive all the time, but when he would do cocaine and get drunk, he would whoop her ass. Oh, when she was fed up, when one night he beat her so bad, knocked her down on the ground, straddled her, and sprayed her in the face with disinfectant. Oh. And the eyes, and the nose, and oh, no. the mouth. I know. She. Could see get enough to call 911. Police came. He had an assault charge. This was her breaking point, and stovani was leaving him and filing for divorce, just like Catherine was leaving Russell. Oh my Kay? gosh. Okay. Ronald really quickly called up the brother and was like, This is not going to be easy for y'all. Called up the sister and said, Bitch go get you a black dress because I'm about to kill this bitch. (laughs) I I was like, this sounds like something Medea would say. (laughs) Bitch, buy you a black dress because I'm about to kill this bitch.
2: Oh, no. On the day
1: the divorce was filed is the day he killed her. He (gasps) went over to her house that used to be their house, broke into it while her kids were there. And I have a horrible 911 call.
2: Oh. You know what? I love that. Wow. I mean, this this high five group really. broke my
1: mom's
0: The horror starts with a chilling 911 call from Stevanni's 10-year-old son saying his stepdad has smashed his way into their home, dragging his mom into her bedroom.
1: My mom said, please, mommy, don't hurt me. (laughs) Can you please watch? Can she cry? I know. uh, They're they're coming, Okay, They're coming. They're going to be there in just a minute.
0: The terrified boy pleads for help over his mother's blood-curdling screams.
1: (laughs) She's screaming louder. I hear our mama trying to get out the room. She's banging on the door and she's screaming loud. And
0: the call cuts off on a terrifying note.
2: Hello? He shot her. hmm Five times.
1: He shot her five times. That was her 10-year-old, 8-year-old, already forgot, son calling, scared to death. Ronald had his wife, Stovani, in the room, beat her, shot her five times, killed her, right? Well, neighbors and people are calling Stovani's family. So Stovani's brother calls Ronald during this whole situation. And Ronald answers the phone. And brother is like, did you hurt my sister? And he goes, I sure did. And they're like, well, the police is there. Maybe we can. they can save her. Let the police in. I sure won't. And so he was very calmly stalling to make sure that Stovani died. They believe that she was alive for a period of time after the gunshots. Oh, no. He shot the rest of his bullets out at the police because the police came, SWAT oh, no. came, oh, no. and um, then was trying to stall them. Oh, wait, I don't have any clothes on. Let me get my clothes on. And then was just waiting for her to take her last breath. The police finally stormed in. He didn't have any more bullets to shoot at them, so they just calmly arrested him, took him out, and they tried to perform, like, try to save Stovani, but it was too late by then. That was his whole purpose. And they think that was Russell's whole purpose of staying in the house for two days with Catherine until he reported her, went to the police. That's oh ugly. Oh, my God. Two brothers. Like, you came from the same household, and this is what you do. <clears throat> so, um, do you see any similarities in this murder? A little bit. <laughs> Motives are the same. Like, they're both abusive. Now, Ronald was arrested, and he tried to claim – that it was a crime of passion, right? Because that works for women sometimes. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. a lesser sentence. Yeah. They didn't believe it. No. Then he tried to claim insane. R- Said okay. that he didn't remember anything. Remember, this is seven mm-hmm. years before Russell. Mm. But he wasn't dedicated to the cause. Oh. So he gave up real quick, and he ended up pleading guilty, and he got sentenced to 80 years in prison. So prosecutors think that Russell and Ronald talked. Or that Russell learned from Ronald's mistakes. That Russell was like, well, my brother wasn't dedicated to being Jesus Christ. I'm going to be dedicated because I'm not doing 80 years. Mm-hmm. And that is where Russell came up with the whole scenario of being crazy. But my thing is, it's like, are you that good to where you can fake it? And Don't you got to be a little bit of crazy to even... I would this, think so, but competent to stand trial, I would still think right. Yeah,
2: because there is a difference. Yeah. So Stovani's
1: family got justice. Catherine's family is still waiting for justice, mm. and
2: um, and they're the ones who are, we haven't had a trial in years. Yeah, head. yeah, that was Russell's family. So
1: that is just a co- some tragic stories surrounding the. F- famous infamous group of high five straight out of Waco
2: I wow and I've never heard of these people never heard of this story how is that even possible I
1: don't know know. I know I know it's crazy um and then I had to dig a little bit because I was like okay what did Russell and Ronald come from like were they like crack babies? Like, like they come from crack whore parents? No, they lived in a nice, like, house, middle class, house, like houses like ours, ranch style, nice, in neighborhood, um, in Waco. Parents were together, like his mom and dad. Like it just you wouldn't have thought his house was the host house. Mm-hmm. Like they would go mm-hmm. perform at his house because his house, his living room was so big. That they could set up a stage in the living room, like so. It's not what you would think. Like he's from the hood, so he acted like he's from the like he was See, not that's from what's the hood. So it, weird at to all. me is
2: like you always wanted, like it has to be something with the parents or with like their childhood, but sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Like was it the fame? Like well, was it the? And
1: I was like, you never know what happened behind closed doors.
2: So there's no. Well, yeah, because I mean, look at Casey Anthony. Yeah. Speaking of Oh speaking of
1: We got a gift for you guys
2: What's the gift? Mm, Or it's not a gift It is a gift because guess what If you didn't (laughs) watch that stupid Damn ass peacock Quote Documentary Guess what Called Where the Truth Lies
1: Mm -hmm. We watched it for you And we're breaking it down One episode at a time and we're gonna give them to you all at one time. Maybe. You are so Probably. welcome. Yeah. yeah, So if you need to go back and refresh yourself with Caroline's Casey Anthony episode, so you can have it all fresh, because Casey responded to every single thing that she could in this documentary, and she covered up all her lies. Wow. So
2: what a gem. Yeah. Great story. Yeah, Waco. You're welcome Waco, for that. Waco, um, you know, once again, living up to fail. living <laughs> up to its name.
1: You never fell us, Waco. Um, I do have to say that, like Russell's parents, never spoke out. Like they never offered, con- According to the family members, mm-hmm. this is not April Pullen. This is like according to the documentary family members, Stovani's family and Catherine's family. They never reached out to like the family for their condolences like i'm sorry for what my son did
2: nothing right sounds like a little bit of a brian laundry situation yeah
1: mm-hmm. um but tony's parents like if you watch the documentary little tony the one who took the free on his parents were very much involved in the documentary but it was it's crazy that 'cause they're very christian there it's crazy that they were Grateful for the life that he lived, even though he died early, mm-hmm. while he lived it. Cause you got to think about, like he he started living a great life at age fifteen, yeah, right? And lived a life that probably nobody, many people would never be able to even live for a day. So, just crazy how the two mm-hmm. families handle it all different. And if you want to hear some good old school R and B, go check out High Five.
2: High five on high five, and that's great. I love it. Okay, Caroline, where all can they find us? Um, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, and go follow us on both places because we are always updating. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and
1: subscribe. Do that right now. We're going to be reading reviews. We finally, thank you, got over a hundred. We asked and you delivered, so thank you for that. But we're going to um, collect a couple more, so put them in now so we can read them over the next couple episodes. Also, we are on YouTube all the time, every episode. So if you're binging by ear, but you want to watch us sometimes, you can go YouTube and you can look at us. Uh, That's beautiful. Last thing, sponsorship. Oh. We are sponsoring with different companies now and 2023 you're going to be hearing some new ads if you want us to tell people about your company or your brand or your job whatever you do or your products you can email us at bloody happy Hour. i was going to say april pullin at camp (laughs) gladiator.com
2: no 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 no
1: (laughs) And bloody happy hour at gmail at gmail.com Let us know who you are, what you want. We'll tell you how to do that.
2: And that is it. That is it. Get ready for some Casey Anthony coming up. Oh, wow. Yes. You're going to get ready for a ride. If you don't have Peacock, you haven't watched it, you don't even need to have it because we're doing it for you. Don't forget to. Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all.
1: Bye.